the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 700 to 119. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia. Hey, radio family, we have exciting news. This month is the worldwide refresh of our broadcast, Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, formerly Grace for Today. The foundation of the Live Big brand is based on three principles think big, do big, live big. First, our thinking directly impacts how we live our lives. Thinking with a renewed mind empowers us to live from God's big perspective and walk in His promises. Second, what we do says a lot about who God is in us. The natural response to faith in a big God is to do big things with the life He gave us. Lastly, we were created for greatness. Simply put, living big means living a life bigger than yourself. We are excited about this program refresh. Our hope is that the Live Big broadcast will empower, encourage, and inspire you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Visit DerekGreer.com for the broadcast schedule and tune in to the Live Big broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. I want you to really pay attention with all seriousness of heart. Grab hold of the anointing that the Lord is releasing in your life and in this room this Sunday morning. Open your Bible to 1 Samuel chapter 30, beginning with the first verse. We're in the ESV. For some, this is a familiar portion of Scripture. Now, it happened... When David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, his men had just finished a three-day walk, a 50-mile march. David, because of the jealousy of King Saul, had become a man without a country. In just a few hours, he was going to become a man without any friends. And the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag. The Amalekites wanted revenge for David's past victories against them. Ever have things from your past, things you thought you have already defeated, kind of show up to try to bite you one more time again? This was the situation of David. They attacked Ziklag, the place where David's men had camped. And they burned it. Not water pistols, these are not water balloons. They burned it with fire. This wasn't a play fight. These jokers were playing for, for keeps. It was serious. And they had taken captive... The women, the ladies, David had spent his last few and very painful years as a mercenary, as a gun 
for hire. He wasn't where he wanted to be, nor doing what God ultimately called him to do. But he and his men had to survive between the promise and the statement it had come to pass. By the way, that's where the tension often lies, between the promise and its fulfillment. In the meantime, Dave is doing some things that he's not real excited about. In fact, they hired him to fight Israel. But God intervened, and, and he was able to walk away from that. But, but he's in a very, very tough situation. Verse 2. And they had taken captive the women and those who were there. So we see that David was putting in his, his daily grind, if you, if you would, and doing all he knew how to do. But the problem was he couldn't be in two places at the same time. And, uh, you know, his lifestyle and, and the way, you know, he was a violent man. And, and, and his lifestyle finally caught up with him in, in these these verses. It says, from small to great, they captured everyone's wives, everyone's children, everyone's daughters. Just taken. One day you come home and disappeared. But they did not kill anyone. But God, you may have had a tough week. You might even have lost some things and didn't get everything you wanted. But at least the people and the things that were important to you lived or survived to, to live another day. Yeah, it wasn't everything you wanted, but at least they're still alive. At least you're Still alive. I know it didn't go the way you wanted. But again, at least you're still here. And you got to learn to, 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 to be thankful sometimes. Not just for what you have, but sometimes for what you have left. And these Amalekites went on their merry way. They whistled as they walked, gleaming because they finally felt they had their revenge against David. They finally felt that they got even with the people of God and those with the covenant of the Most High. But in verse 3, David and his men, unaware while it was happening or what happened, but they came to the city and there it was. You ever have a there it was day? I mean, you're doing what a man's supposed to do. But there it is. In spite of your best efforts, in spite of you, again, eking out your existence and survival, there it was, burned with fire. I know that everyone in this room has been saved forever. <laughs> Filled with the Spirit, fire baptized in everything. But have you ever had a day in your life where you wanted to say some things? Hallelujah seemed a little far from you. Thank you, Jesus seemed to be on the other side of town. And in that moment, you wanted to say, son of a gun. You wanted to say, mother, father. 
Maybe I'm not talking to you, but you want to say, oh, shipwreck. Has anyone ever had a day like this day in your life? Because I have had some days like this day in my life. And I needed to find out in this book how I might turn it around. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters have been taken captive. Please picture you out doing what you're supposed to do. And you come home to what used to be your house. And you find a note in the place that used to be your porch. And it says your wife is now sleeping with another man. The note said your son is now a slave in someone else's house. There David was. And there it is. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept. Veterans of war experience in the worst types of indignities and cruelty all reduced to tears. Have you ever had a day like this in your life? Psalms 40 and 12 tells us what was going on inside of David. And the inspired writer says this, for evils have encompassed me beyond number. My heart is broken in more pieces than I can count. Trouble has come on me like the flu in winter. My iniquities have finally found me out and overtaken me. I've messed up so bad. I don't think there's any way of coming back from this. Finally, finally, all the violence that I, I, I meet in other people's head has now been visited on my own home. And David said, I cannot see. My eyes are puffy from my tears and they are swollen shut. Have you ever had a day like this in your life? He said, they are my sins and my misjudgments are more than the hairs that was left of my head. But heavy is the head that will one day wear the crown. David could not become the prince unless he first went through this season of pain. And then he said something key. My heart fails me. God, I'm not so brave now. My usual swagger, self-confidence has melted into anxiety and apprehension. My courage is failing. And Lord, I don't know exactly what to do. Have you ever had a day like this in your life? First Samuel 30 and 4. David and the people with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Exposed emotionally 
devastated by their reality. All they want to do is wake up from this dream. Lord, tell me this ain't so. You know, let, me, let me wake up so it can all go away. Have you ever had a day like this in your life? And David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelite, Tess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had also been taking crisis. This was not some theologically abstract crisis. The loss was deep and personal. He lost his wife, his children, for David. Now, David wasn't just a little bit, but greatly distressed. Despair clung to to David like Dwayne Johnson in the muscle shirt. Just wanted to know if you were there. For the people spoke of stoning him. These were the same men that were once distressed. These, these men that were discontented, the Bible said they were all indebted. They were nobodies. And it was David that turned them into the somebodies that they had become. But all of them turned on him and wanted to what? Kill him. Have you ever had an incident in your life where all, it, it just came to wipe out all the good you ever did in your life? One incident. And can anybody remember anything good you ever done or ever did? Forgive my grammar, but done just feels better. Because the soul of all the people was vexed or grieved. Each person was feeling their own personal pain. And when you're in that moment, you're looking for someone to blame. And all the fingers pointed at David. But David, a different type of man. Just like today, you need to be a different type of man, a different type of woman. If you want to come out of your zigzag to recover all. But David, we see the pattern of scripture here. See, David doesn't know this, but he's only three days away from the throne. And our lowest moments are often indication that promotion is just around the corner. If we just hang in there. If we just go through these last three days, the last mile of the journey, man, you step into a whole new level of living, but we often give up too soon. But David strengthened. Ain't nobody else do this for him. He had no cheerleaders. His wife was gone. It looked like God had abandoned him, but God, but, but David strengthened who? Himself. David could have very easily, he was a strong and powerful man. He could have taken a sword and turned on his ungrateful men. But, but, but here's the test in zero hour. The test was not about who David would turn on, but who David would turn to. You see, you think the test is about you proving to God you're strong. God knows you're weak. Don't, don't try to impress God trying to be strong. The test is not how strong you are. 
Because without God, you can't make it. You can't get through it. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I can do all things through Christ with strength. My strength is in him. Bible said, be strong in the Lord, not in me. I used to try to impress God with my strength. So my knees wouldn't bend and I, I wouldn't cry. And then God would be like, you want to be strong? Let me see how strong you are. And he'd have to back away and, and I'd have to show him. But before long, I'd find my knees bending. I'd find my eyes dripping. And over the years, I've learned, you know what? Why do I have to wait so long into the crisis before I kneel and before I weep? You know what? God knows what's going on in here. He knows who I am. He knows my, my upset and my, my, my downright. He knows every detail. He knows my frame. He knows I'm but dust. So who am I trying to impress here? So, so I've learned early on to turn to him. I have to just look in the man in the mirror and say, you know, you, you, you're going to work. No, I'm not going to work this out. It's the God in me that's going to work. You know? And David understood that. If he would have turned on his man, it would have been because he had his men on his mind. But he turned to God because in that moment, God was the only person in his thought process and in his heart. But David strengthened himself. In the Lord, his God. The NIV says it a little bit differently. It says, David found strength in the Lord, his God. You know, God is a present help in trouble, but he often plays hide and seek. And David still had to seek him to find him. You know, I have found that God is not really impressed by my pain. And I know that might startle you because you'll go to God saying how bad it hurts and, and you're thinking, well, if he really knew how bad I felt, he'd come and fix it. But I've been in some situations, man, with, with, with pain beyond what I could describe. And what, what, what shocked me was it didn't impress or even move God. You see, I acted like, you know, I discovered pain and, and somehow I invented pain and, and like this pain was, was my thing. God, you must not know about me. You must not know about what's really going on with me. The reality is God knows everything about pain. My little pain doesn't come close to what the master of suffering experienced on that cross. And for me to go to heaven kind of bragging about, Lord, if you saw all this pain and know what, what pain we're really going through, you'd fix it. Speaking to a guy with holes in his hands, holes in his feet, holes in his side, beaten, mocked, scorned, left for dead. I found that God's not impressed by my pain. So as long as my resume is and as, as much as I can talk about all the pain I might be going through and experience, the only thing that really impresses him is not my pain, it's my pursuit of him. When you're in pain, like David, will you still pursue? That's the question mark over your life. That's the real test you are in. And David could not be king because, again, the, the head that, that wears the crown is heavy. Heavy is the head. It wasn't about David's strength. It failed him here. It was about would he pursue God when he was weak? 
And David, though, answers this final exam and gets 100%. And if we want to pass our final exam, you see, as I've been saying to you, Resurrection Sunday only happened because of Friday. And you got to get through your Good Friday to get to your Easter Sunday. David was just three days away. Just like the son of David, when they beat him on the cross, was just three days away and he knew it. So he held on. And instead of getting mad at people, he looked to God. He said, Father, into thy hand I release my spirit. He looked to God. In your zero hour, who do you look to? And when we learn to do it the right way and look to the right one, we'll find ourselves stepping into what David's about to show us. David found strength in the Lord his God. The word translated Lord there is the personal name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah, as we would say it in English. It was a name that was so personal and sacred, Jews stopped using it after a while. And they started writing L-O-R-D instead of Yahweh or uh, Jehovah. Why does he say he found strength in the Lord his God? He used God's personal name because David's strength would come from a personal relationship with God. And I, I can't explain it, but in mornings like this, Seasons like this, when it gets absolutely real between me and my God, my theme music gets turned back on. I mean, I could grab a, a, a pit bull by the tail. I, I could face any enemy. I, I can even come between Shanny and a piece of chicken. I mean, that type of boldness. That type of boldness. Just shoots through me. When it becomes personal, it's the real Derek with his real God. Something happens. Stop giving God your alter ego. God's not interested in your church face. But when it gets real between you and Abba, man, everything's about to shift. Then David said to Abiathar, the, the priest, Ahimelech's son, he said, please bring me the ephod. Bring it, bring it here to me. Now, what does David do here? He responds to his crisis by looking to his high priest. So if we're going to learn from Ziklag or from David at Ziklag, what must we likewise do? Look to our high priest, Hebrews 4 and 14. Now, David only had Abiathar, but since we have a great <laughs> high priest, see, David could only run to Abiathar, but, 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 but I could run to, you and I can run to the, the bright and morning star. Since we have, we're not trying to get, since we already have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast. Our confession that God is on my side. 
that a God be for me who can be against me. Let, let me hold fast my confession that Jesus will work it out. First Samuel 30 and verse 7. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me the ephod here to me. Now, you guys know the ephod was placed over the, the chest of the, the priest. And the names, as well as rubies and gems, or all types of gems, forgive me, were, were, were on this, this breastplate. It was, it was a valuable plate. But all 12 tribes were listed by name. You had Judah, Ephraim, all these tribes listed by name on, on the front. And what that, that, that symbolized and signified is that we come to a priest that has our names written in his heart. You see, the Jesus I know has a picture of me in his wallet. The Jesus I know has a picture of me and my family on his phone screensaver. The Jesus I know has my name indelibly written in the very core of his being. So when trouble comes, I'm not fighting with you. I'm not messing with you. I'm turning to the one who really cares. I'm turning to the one who can really fix. I'm turning to the one who loves me more than himself. This is what David chose to do. Hey, radio family. We have exciting news. This month is the worldwide refresh of our broadcast, Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, formerly Grace for Today. The foundation of the Live Big brand is based on three principles. Think big, do big, live big. First, our thinking directly impacts how we live our lives. Thinking with a renewed mind empowers us to live from God's big perspective and walk in his promises. Second, what we do says a lot about who God is in us. The natural response to faith in a big God is to do big things with the life he gave us. Lastly, we were created for greatness. Simply put, living big means living a life bigger than yourself. We are excited about this program refresh. Our hope is that the Live Big broadcast will empower, encourage, and inspire you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Visit DerekGreer.com for the broadcast schedule and tune in to the Live Big broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.